Hello, everybody. Welcome to Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast here on Boss Rush Games. It is a wonderful Sunday night. I am your host, Corey Deergan. Alongside me, as always, is the wise Wisconsinite, Mr. Jesse Douglas. How's it going? Jesse, I'm excited to talk about what you've been playing. But, yeah. but first, we have a third chair, different from last week. But we love him. He's our lore archivist on Tower Casuals. The Tower Casuals. The Destiny podcast here on Boss Rush Games. Some would say the best Destiny podcast out there. Strictly because of this man's lore. And that man is Josh Finney. Okay. You're, you're too kind. You're too kind. I mean, am I wrong? <laughs> I mean, you're, you're not wrong, but it's definitely not just because of me. Oh, well, you know. So, uh, the dynamic duo makes it happen. Yeah. Yeah, we we actually have a full fire team here. By the way, Jesse's a warlock. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, and un, an an under leveled warlock, but yeah. a warlock nonetheless. I mean, you just gotta go read some more of those books, right? I mean, is a warlock ever really fully leveled? Ooh. A philosophical I'd, question. I would. I would questions. like. I would like to think that the warlock is just humble and he likes to uh, let everyone else feel like they're much more powerful than him. <laughs> Until he slaps him from 30 feet away. <laughs> How's everyone doing? Josh, you look a little tired. You look a little uh, sleepy. It, uh, it has been one heck of a weekend. Um, I've actually been fighting a migraine since we did the... Uh, Mario show the other night after Tower Casuals. I've been uh, fighting a migraine since then, so going on three days now. Mm. Yeah, uh, that sucks. It's, it, it's, it's one of those. My uh, my meds aren't quite working, so try to do that. Probably going to get to sleep after this. Sleep yeah. some more. Slept most of my Sunday away when I should be packing, but hey, yeah. you know, the, the best time to pack is literally the night before. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, I I do, and I don't <laughs> want to have a repeat uh, performance of that, like every other move I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is this is going to be a good show. This is going to be a fun show. There's a lot of games to talk about, actually, this time around. This this show, uh, we got a few topics. We have a question to answer, uh, but really, I feel like the majority of this episode is going to be about the games, uh, which is exactly why Josh is here. Uh, we're going to get through some of this housekeeping real quick for you. This is Arsenal X, the Xbox show here on Boss Rush Games. Every week we come together with our friends from around the internet to talk about the latest news, rumors, games, and more within the world of Xbox. You can catch us live on Sunday nights here on twitch.tv slash live at 9 p.m. Eastern time. We started right on time tonight. Good job, everybody. Great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, to join in the conversation, but if you can't join us live, it's no big deal. You can head on over to youtube.com slash boss rush games or podcast services everywhere on Tuesday mornings. Remember to like, subscribe, share, rate, and review and follow wherever you consume our show. 
and you can catch all of our content and our family of shows on the newly redesigned BossRushGames.com. That's our website, everybody. You should go there. Also, new visual style on the live show tonight. Pretty, uh, we're, we're experimenting, so it could change in the next couple days, weeks or so, but, uh, you know, ex- experimenting here. Um, <laughs> but we've got games to talk about, guys. Uh, Josh, yeah. you thoroughly requested <sighs> to be on the show to talk about Wasteland 3, the In Exile project that is finally out. Man. Yeah. Um, file this one under... Uh, games that I did not expect to not just love, but even like. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't like isometric RPGs. They're simply not interesting to me. I don't, I don't like how they control a lot of the times. Um, and a lot of times with isometrics, we tend to think, uh, until recently, we've tended to think that those are more PC-style games, whether they be RT- RPGs, uh, RTSs, um, even tactical games like Gears Tactics and XCOM. Mm-hmm. We tend to think of those more as PC style games, and it's true. In Exile has worked a lot with PC. Uh, Wasteland Two took a few years to come to consoles, I believe. Um, just got remastered along with the uh, the original one. And for anyone who doesn't know Wasteland, Wasteland was actually the prototype for the original Fallout game. Uh, back before the studio was in exile, uh, Brian Fargo, who is the creative director over there and the uh, studio head actually was one of the founders of the original version of an exile the name is escaping me right now but him and a few others who ironically now run obsidian would end up creating fallout together as was a it, spiritual successor was it interplay interplay that's what it, interplay yeah 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 um, Interplay would make Wasteland in the late 80s um, as one of their first games, really their mega hit. And then they go on to do Fallout and Fallout 2 in the mid-90s with uh, Ferris, who, uh, Fergus, uh forget his last name, who is now running Obsidian. So that's kind of cool that those guys are now working back together. But Wasteland 3, it picks up directly where Wasteland 2 leaves off, for the most part. Uh, It is a continuing narrative. You are a ranger in the wilds of Colorado um, trying to get a supply convoy to Arizona to help the rangers. Uh, It's very reminiscent of the first two games in the series, from what I gather. Um, Just the amount of classes in this game. The gear you're constantly finding, the weapons, I mean, the skill trees, it's... I expected it to be intense, and it kind of is if you aren't familiar with RPGs that really put an emphasis on your skills. Like, you have to know how to do it. You can't bluff your way through, like, in a Skyrim or a fall. Basically, it's not like a Bethesda title. You can't just bluff your way through things or, oh, I'm low level. I can at least attempt this. No, it'll flat out prevent you from doing it. So you have to distribute your skill points creatively. You could have the six squad members, and there is a multiplayer component to this game as well that I'd really like to try out one of these days. Um, I believe it's just you and one other person and then four AI squad mates. But mm-hmm. even even in the early stages of the game, even on... Uh, I'm playing a normal right now. It is a brutal game. Um, if you do not pick your movements, use your specials correctly... Uh, you're going to die. I, I've had multiple squad members go down at this point. I'm not even out of the first area yet. Um, the first like major town is Colorado Springs. I'm running around doing every single side quest. 
uh, rescue missions, things like that. I'm trying to build my base up, trying to get all my people in there. Um, it is it is an intense game, but it's also like deeply funny at times. I didn't expect there to be such a big comedic element to this game, uh, but you can definitely see that. Yeah, okay, now I understand why these were the guys who made the original Fallout. Like, mm -hmm. it kind of has some of that dark uh, black comedy mm -hmm. in it. Uh, but for anyone who's on the fence like I was, uh, I definitely would recommend playing it. It is on Xbox Game Pass um, for PC and for console. If you're on PS4 and you're listening to this, you can still pick it up over there. Mm -hmm. This is one that it is not going to click for everyone. I think for out of every 10 people who play this, Maybe one or two will have the same experience that I did. Maybe one or two more will enjoy their time with it before putting it down. Um, but if this is what we can expect from In Exile going forward, and we know they're already in production on their next title, using Unre it's going to be the one of the first games to use Unreal Engine 5. Mm -hmm. um, Brian Fargo was confirming that at the beginning of the summer. Then I think the Xbox ecosystem is about to become the place to play RPGs at. Of all kinds. Uh, if you've got this style coming from In Exile, you've got uh, a more Bethesda-style approach with playground games. Of course, we've got Obsidian, who has done isometrics before with Pillars of Eternity. They've got the survival RPG in Grounded. They're doing Avowed, which is also set in the world of Pillars of Eternity. Um, and Outer Worlds. <laughs> yeah, they got the Outer Worlds. They're doing the Outer Worlds. Uh, I mean, they're... This is kind of becoming the place for RPGs, a lot like we see PlayStation as the place for single-player action-adventure games. I really feel like Xbox has an opportunity here in the next couple of years to really establish itself, much like the first Xbox, as a place for RPGs to thrive. You know, never forget, yeah. BioWare's games that came to console were only on Xbox, that first generation. Yeah. So... I'm, I'm really... I'm really... Like, one of the things I'm most excited for the future is I really, really want their uh, their Elder Scrolls, uh, you know, like, their version of Elder Scrolls that they're working on to just really do well. Like, like if, if they can yeah. compete with something like that, that will be massive for, for I think uh, as Microsoft to have. I think as long as Avowed gets, like, a 7.5 or 8, it'll, it'll just be one of their biggest games ever i feel like it doesn't even have to be a perfect 10 right i mean I, as long as it's like just as good as the outer worlds but in that yeah elder scrolls ish type uh type way yeah so and this is the thing i draw with elder scrolls all the time like when we cr when we praise elder scrolls critically a lot of us uh are old enough to remember playing morrowind and oblivion um, yeah. Skyrim, yeah. Skyrim was so massively successful, seriously one of the best selling games of all time, like 35 million copies I think, is because it's such an easy game to pick up and play. Mm -hmm. Whereas Oblivion and Morrowind, I would argue weren't, you had to do a good chunk of the main quest to really open up that world to be leveled up enough to pursue what you wanted to do. They scaled back on the RPG mechanics, which I know a lot of hardcore RPG players are like, I, I, I hate this. It spoon feeds you. You can button mash your way to victory, which, let's be honest, that's what I did. Um, I hope Avowed finds a way to strike a delicate balance between the gameplay loop, which is why I love Bethesda RPG so much, yeah. with a bit more of a skill-based functionality. 
reality like in wasteland like when you pick this class this is because you can upgrade your other skills they're never saying you can't but they're showing you you don't have to dump it all into the two characters you get at the beginning either pre-made ones or ones you make on your own your mm -hmm. squad mates that you choose throughout the game or that you pick up will help fill some of those voids you can pick up other skills along the way and that really affects your your enjoyment of it. So I think if Avowed can strike something kind of as a happy marriage between the two concepts, you're going to have a game that will satisfy both the casual player base and the hardcore one. Because there's nothing wrong with giving the casual base a bit more of a push towards real mechanics. But there's also mm -hmm. nothing wrong with taking something like Wasteland, which I'm thoroughly enjoying, and maybe dumbing it down a tiny bit in difficulty or in mechanics for a more casual base to enjoy. This is not a game that's going to go out and sell 10 million copies. Like, if they cross a million, I think In Exile would run around screaming. Uh, because their their games simply are not. They are made fairly affordably. I think the budget for this game was $3 million. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and that, that was the crowdfunding. That's why, of course, Deep Silver published this, not Microsoft. Um mm -hmm. I really, really look forward to see what they're doing. They're throwing on the idea of, oh, maybe we'll do some story DLC tacked on at the end of this, maybe sometime next year, which to me indicates that their next game is not simply just going to be Wasteland 4. Uh, mm -hmm. It's going to be an original IP. I, I do think they want to do a different style of RPG going forward, or at least in the next title. So, yeah, great yeah. things going on over there with uh, with Wasteland. Really encourage everyone. That's If we do Game Pass picks or something, that's absolutely my pick. That's something everybody should experience. At least the opening, I'd say the opening chunk, opening quest line is really good for you to dip your feet in and see if you're interested. Especially if you like XCOM or Gears Tactics. Yeah, I've, I've had that game pre-downloaded on my Xbox for like months now. Because it was a long time ago already that you could pre-download it. I, yeah. I, had, I, had played, I had played the last one a little bit. Um, okay. I didn't. Okay. I didn't super get into it, but something about this one seems a little bit different from the last one. Well, like you got when I was the Microsoft money this time too. Yeah, yeah, which they've directly said they used to pay for voice actors, uh, okay. more interactive dialogue trees, um, okay. and to kind of spice up the graphics a bit. They were like, "Yeah, yeah. we weren't planning to do any of that," and then when Microsoft bought us. Phil was Phil and Matt Booty were basically like, okay, what do you guys need to get this game to the finish line? Like, they they were the ones who were like, hey, feel free to push it. This was originally slated for late 2019, um, yeah. and after the Microsoft acquisition, they went ahead and preemptively bumped it to spring 2020. COVID knocked it back to August. So yeah, we just yet another really really solid game in the uh, even though it's not technically Microsoft publishing it another really solid game from a studio they've acquired and i'm really mm -hmm. excited to see what they do with the just full range because um, brian talked about this in an interview with games industry up is uh, about two months ago i guess right before the july showcase and he was like yeah they they basically let us do whatever we want to do like we pitched our next game to matt and he was like well that sounds a little weird for you guys but like he goes within two three minutes he was like if this is what you really want to do do it we want you to make what you want to make. We don't want to tell you what you need to make. And to me, I think they're learning their lesson they did with Bungie of, no, you must only make Halo. You must yeah. only do this. Like, you have some studios like The Coalition and World's Edge that are responsible for certain franchises. 
But I yeah. think when you allow studios like Obsidian, for example, to manage the outer world, to do what they want to do with Avowed, but also have literally 11 people are making grounded to allow them to also yeah. do a passion project. And hey, it might take two, three years to come out, but we only are devoting like maybe an eighth or a tenth of our workforce to that. Yeah. That's cool. Like that's cool to me. Like I want to see more experimentation like that. We saw it with Ninja Theory. With Bleeding Edge was real bad, but they're also working on Hellblade Two and Project Mara right now, which yeah. I'm amped to see both of those. So great things coming from In Exile. I want to see more. I want to see their next original title. Yeah, I think I think the thing with Bleeding Edge is it probably would have been a much bigger success had it come out originally when they had been you know, wanting to bring it out like years and mm -hmm. years ago or whatever. Like but it just kind of, yeah, but it, but now, you know, when you have things like Overwatch and like, and you know, there's tons of things like that now that it just, mm -hmm. I personally, I, I personally liked the characters and stuff and a lot of the things of Bleeding Edge. But the problem is, is I don't even really care about Overwatch either. So mm -hmm. like so like just that that whole like kind of thing the the closest thing to those games that that got me is uh Rainbow Six Siege like having that specific character that does a specific thing to help the team you know like that that was my kind of game like that I didn't I just couldn't really I mean I I have Overwatch um and you know obviously Bleeding Edge through Game Pass but and I've you know, put some time in both of them here and there, but I just it just did not speak to me, and it, and it really is a bummer. But I'm glad that they at least were able to make it and not just continuously thinking, you know, what what it might have been, kind of thing. And so they've kind of you know they got that project done, they got it out there, and now they mm -hmm. can move on, and you know, and and think of other things, you know, to to do. Yeah, that, that game, to me, not to cut you off, Jesse, to me, no, the game no. with Bleeding Edge, the impression I got was, especially when you start digging into the history of that game, it was in development like two years before the Ninja Theory acquisition. Uh, they wanted their hand, try their hand at making a new IP. Uh, it was in production when Hellblade still was. And it, Phil didn't cancel anybody's projects that were still in development when they went ahead and got it. But I kind of get the implication, like, he knew this wasn't going to be very good, so they just kind of, like, dumped it out. They didn't want this being in development any longer because, A, you're competing against Overwatch. Overwatch is the squad-based game, or Rainbow yeah. Six, like you said. Like, that, those are in an entirely different category than any other game that's tried to come out like that before. Mm -hmm. So why mar the first year of Series X with a subpar title? Why not throw it out at the end of this generation? People aren't going to pay it attention. They're going to go, okay, well, it's the end of the generation. Like, we don't expect great things. And you have great titles that come out, like Ori and the Will of Wisps, like Wasteland 3, like Tell Me Why, that help overshadow and offset the junk. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's, you know, like, the, the, just in general, like, all the, all the different... Uh, developer uh groups that microsoft has now like i'm just i'm just honestly like the i'm more excited about the what we don't know like you know like that's what that's what i'm really looking forward to is just like they've you know they've actually got some really really good developing uh teams now that are going to be working on stuff 
mm-hmm. and and like you know and and even like I I loved the first um, State of Decay and the second one in the beginning I was playing it and you know it it wasn't that it was a bad game it just it kind of was focusing a little bit more on other stuff that I didn't care about quite as much that they didn't focus on as heavily in the first one um but i i i'm definitely still looking though forward to the third one and i'm kind of hoping that this third one is going to be more more about like being not necessarily completely solo but not so reliant on on um building like you know these bases with within mm-hmm. you know all these different people. I want it to be more of like a like a solo kind of survival type thing where you're running into people and there are things that you can do with other people, but you're not like trying to solely be a governor or whatever of this little town, you know, that you're creating. Yeah. Like I didn't care about that stuff though, a whole lot. I For absolutely sure. loved the the mechanics and the gameplay and all that stuff, but I hated like the whole like having to keep on getting stuff and bringing it back to this place and you know, I'd rather have it more almost like what um what grounded is. Where where you're you're you know like very very minimal uh, survival mechanics where you just gotta focus on you know staying hydrated and eating food you know right. like you know because I think grounded does a, does an absolutely great job of of that whole mechanics of that mm-hmm. stuff because too many times that games like that will make it very difficult to find those things that you need to rehydrate yourself or whatever. Or you have to like, you know, create a, a water, um, you know, a purifier or something before you can even rehydrate. And, and it's like I just don't, I don't want to have to deal with all that stuff. I want it to be there, be something that you worry about, but not not that big of a deal to be. You know, you don't shouldn't have to jump through all these hoops to uh, to even make it possible to replenish those those things. You know, like just. You can have it, but it doesn't need to be as big of a of a deal, you know. Like right. I'm, I yeah. There's just a lot of stuff, you know, that I envision with you know some of these groups that we have making games, and yeah, I'm just looking forward to all of it, just seeing what 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 we have look, to look forward to. So nice, uh, Josh. You played anything else? I- uh, yeah, so <clears throat> Wasteland is one of the games I'm playing. Um, also doing some Avengers, which I'm sure we'll get to in just a moment. But the other one that I've really been diving into, uh, one of my, the one that I actually expected to like more than Wasteland, frankly, um, and one of my most anticipated games of the year is Tell Me Why, the latest uh, episodic game from Don't Nod. Uh, if you don't know Don't Nod, they are the minds behind the Life is Strange franchise. Uh, that's pretty much what they've been working on for the better part of the last five, six years are those games. This is, uh, outside of Vampire, I think this is the only game they've really done not in that franchise since PS4 launched. Mm-hmm. So, oh, excuse me, they did Remember Me also. Um, that was their very first game as a studio. That was an this, interesting game. <laughs> th- this this is a lot like other Don't Lie games. Uh, there are a lot of 
calling backs to the Life is Strange series. I'm kind of surprised it's not. Well, I guess I can't say it's, it's not completely done, but there's. I'm surprised it doesn't like tie in in any way. Um, but I think it's good that they did a game independent of that while still using some similar mechanics. Uh, you play as uh, Allison and Tyler, two siblings who are. Uh, they live up in a remote village in Alaska, and uh, it's really, I think it's really tasteful how they do a lot of this. They, like every other Don't Nod game, they tackle a lot of really, really difficult to discuss topics, I think, and things that, I don't know, not necessarily taboo subjects, but ones that you don't see really depicted in gaming all that well. Um, namely, uh, bipolar disorder, uh, and uh, tra- you know, transgender rights, uh, respect for transgendered individuals, um, and just how, how they approach a lot of that. Uh, they worked with uh, LGBTQ alliances. They worked with uh, native tribes up there, did a lot of research to make sure that uh, all persons were depicted accurately and tastefully. Um, and it's just, I think it's an engaging narrative Right now, probably to the point which is the end, at the end of episode one out of a three episode arc, I'd probably say it's a little behind where the original Life is Strange is at this point in terms of how much am I engaged with the story. But it's definitely their best first episode of any of their games, uh, in my opinion. I really like the gameplay mechanic of having to remember conversations that happened in the past and seeing your seeing your past selves you and your sibling uh seeing your your mom in those visions uh, because ultimately the relationship between the siblings and their mother is at the heart of this story and you're trying to figure Mm -hmm. out what really happened the night that their mom died uh, without yeah. giving any without giving any spoilers or anything uh that's really what it is and you know it's in every single sense like outside of maybe the actual narrative it's a step up from the life is strange series in every conceivable way i i really really like these kinds of games uh, mm-hmm. and especially with them releasing them each week um they're releasing three weeks in a row i don't have to wait three or four months for the next one that was the biggest criticism of life is strange 2 is they put out episode one in like september 2018 i think Episode five finally came out last Christmas, so mm-hmm. oh, I don't I don't want to take sixteen months to experience a narrative. I want to play this like it's a Netflix series or like a Hulu series. I want to do it like if it's four episodes. I want to get one each week, and if I want to binge play them, then I can. But I don't want to have to wait months for resolution. I'm fine with waiting a week or two, not months, especially when you're just going to keep getting left on cliffhangers. But I think this is an interesting discussion to have about. Less about the game and more about narrative structure and timed releases. Um, because I think this has shown that these games can work. I think Don't Nod has done something that Telltale never did, and that's made me care about an episodic format. Uh, as much as I liked The Walking Dead and I liked Tales from the Borderlands, Batman was alright. I felt like Telltale really only succeeded when it came to existing licenses. They never really did an original game, and everything Don't Nod does is completely original with the, the voice act, the voice acting, the storylines. Uh, they make these games feel very timely. It's things that are being discussed in our country right now, in our world, like things that are at the precipice of our minds that maybe we don't want to talk. Like it's going to force us to have those conversations. And I think, especially in 
gaming and, and this culture, like we have to be able to have those conversations because a lot of people in the sphere just frankly don't want to. Like when you bring it up, it's like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. Like, oh, you SJWs, you shouldn't be bringing any of that up and don't bring that into my games. It's like, no, like we actually need to have these conversations. These are very mm -hmm. real topics of discussion. Whether you want to ignore it or not is your yeah. prerogative, but this is a way to invite you into starting that conversation and not accuse us of shoving it down your throat. With a don't nod game, you, you know what you're getting yourself into from the beginning. You know the studio reputation. Yeah, we we actually uh, um, had a conversation on Boss Rush the other day about like, you know, like when people make games that may have things in them that are controversial or <clears throat> or whatever, and you know, and and we, you know, one of the things we said is it's fine to have stuff that's controversial in a game. But you've got you've got to be learning some kind of lesson, or mm -hmm. you know, like you know, like bring it, like make it, make it worth the you know, like a conversation and stuff like that. It, which it I, can't be there. Yeah, just I totally for agree. Shock value. Yeah, yeah. Like it has because to then serve it's a, a narrative purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I actually, I actually played this a, uh, a little bit as well. This was okay. one of the games okay. that I was gonna, I was gonna talk about, but I'm glad you did because yeah, it's like I'm not super far into it, but um, and I, I still need to go back to to um, the uh, to the last game that they they made. Is it series two or is it? I forgot. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just season two of Life like, is Strange. Yeah, season yeah. two. Yeah, it's season yeah. two, but it barely has a connection to the OG game. Yeah, yeah. So, so I I did because I have played like the the um, uh, Captain what was uh, Spirit? Captain Spirit. Captain Spirit. Yeah, Captain Spirit. I played yeah. that, and that really got me interested in that story. Um, so I I do need <laughs> to go back to that, but I. I want to, you know, I just felt like, um, yeah, trying, trying this, uh, tell me why out because, uh, yeah, like I was very interested in what I had, you know, kind of heard what the narrative was and, and, um, and like, yeah, it's, it is kind of interesting, like, and in even in the very beginning, if you like walking around in your room and you look at certain things and, you know, like, even if you didn't know kind of what they were, um, the, like part of the story was about as far as the transgender stuff and all that. Mm -hmm. Like even if you didn't know about about that being a thing in this game, like if you're paying attention to stuff, you'll notice you'll notice some things that hint at it right away mm -hmm. uh, in 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 the room. Um, but yeah, like I I'm I'm just I just got to the point of where I got off of the fairy so i'm not super okay. far into it but yeah um, the, the game definitely picks up after that uh um, yeah there's three more major locations you'll go to in episode one uh okay. but i uh, see i these kind of games plague me because i like to read everything and interact with everything in the world mm -hmm. yeah so like yeah i probably could have finished episode one like an hour or so quicker than I did, but instead I read every little thing that's going to have no consequence whatsoever uh, <laughs> on the game. 
But I do like these ones where your choices, like, and that's what I appreciate about Don't Not is your choices actually do affect the outcome of the game. But you yeah. still have the option to go back and play key moments from those episodes to either get yeah. the collectibles if you're chasing achievements or to see different outcomes. And mm-hmm. I've already made two choices where once I finish the whole story, I actually really want to see how the story would play out by making different choices in those two instances. Mm-hmm. Um, one in particular, I was like, oh, I'm only like 20% of people who did this and didn't find out what I was supposed to. Oops. Like, maybe yeah. I should go do this the proper way. But yeah, yeah. I, it's in all manner manners of it. Like, this is the kind of game that I wouldn't mind seeing one of these, maybe not yearly, but like every 16 to 18 months, I wouldn't mind seeing a title like this on Xbox or on like. I traditionally like to play these types of games on my Switch, mm-hmm. but I uh, really, really, really want to see the relationship with Don't Not continue. Um, back before the July event, I had made a prediction that I felt Microsoft is still going to announce at some point this year that they're acquiring more studios, and for me, I think Don't Not is the one at the top of that list right now. Uh, yeah. In terms of the relationship they have, they they haven't revealed a game at E3 since like 2014 that hasn't been on Xbox's stage. Yeah. So, and now they're making a title directly with Xbox Game Studios. With Joseph Staten actually oversaw this, and as he finished his work, is when they transferred him over to Halo Infinite. So, okay. if he was overseeing it, I have a lot of faith in where the narrative is going in the last two episodes. Yeah, um, yeah, great, great yeah. little game. Uh, encourage everyone with Game Pass. Go play. I don't know if it's on Game Pass with PC also. It is. Uh, but I. Okay. Okay. I, I can never keep track of if every first party title goes there or not, since I know it doesn't work both ways yet. Yeah. I, yeah. I've been looking and uh, okay. sometimes, sometimes we have okay. to download new stuff at, at work on our on our computer there. And like when you open it up, it automatically opens up to the uh, game section and tell me why it was plastered all over there. And uh, <laughs> man. It, yeah, I, well, okay. We're. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, like, if some people there found out that that game was like, uh, what it's about. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, yet another great uh, lineup to the uh, the Game Pass library. Uh, yeah. Just game Pass. I mean, it continues. Uh, what is nothing short of a great year for Xbox Game Studios. Uh, I mean, it's. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna sit here and run around and say it's the greatest thing I've ever played, but I mean. Based off the first episode, I'd probably go 7, 7.5, maybe 8. Um, really, really engaging with it. Look forward to finishing it up this week. I'm going to wait and play 2 and 3 back-to-back, I think, though. Yeah, yeah they, they, you know, and they, they just they just added Resident Evil 7 to Game Pass. and I know, I downloaded and, uh, it, Jesse. You're welcome. Yeah, did you? And, <laughs> and Jack's Party Pack 4, they added to it. Yeah. So if people like those kind of games, which I know those are very yeah. popular, the Jack that, uh, Party That pack. ends a crazy August of first-party games, though, uh, between Flight mm-hmm. Sim, Battletoads. God, I forgot. I kind of forgot Battletoads came out in August, even though I played about a third of the game in one sitting. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> Tell Me Why in Wasteland. Um, mm-hmm. It's like I got Battletoads and four days later i was like oh what's wasteland oh wasteland is awesome i'm gonna play more wasteland bye battletoads yeah <laughs> yeah tell me why though is such a, a beautiful looking game too it looks it so is. good for, for an episodic title it's pretty good i would love yeah. to see what Zolnod could do 
this engine and this style of game with more of a budget. Yeah, um, I think it's pretty clear. Like some Microsoft dollars clearly went into making this because mm-hmm. it does look significantly yeah. better than the Life is Strange titles. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's great. I'm looking forward to some more collaborations like this. The Medium is one I'm really looking forward to later on this year. And yeah, yeah I, I want to see more partnerships like this. Microsoft more partnerships on new IPs or original stories. Um, yeah, so stuff like your actual first party, like more second party offerings is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Give me more. Well, well, I would like to, yeah, I would like to see Microsoft, yeah, pick, pick them up. And could you imagine like them doing like, like their version of like a, a Detroit Become Human or something like that, where it's like, it's very, very, you know, personality driven, like mm-hmm. something like that game, but only. Oh, I love it. I love it set more in the Life of Strange universe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they've they established a lot of really cool yeah. things and like. Superpowers, but not superpowers. Um, yeah. I think it's a really intriguing concept. Uh, yeah. They kind of continue it here too. Like they they don't ever try to super explain it away. Uh, maybe yeah. they will in episodes two or three, but it's just we have a connection, and that's all it is. And like you don't need more than that. Like I don't want to know more than that. It's just <laughs> like okay, like to me that's just symbolic of like a sibling bond. Yeah, and that's or like you hear about in twins. A yeah, yeah, like your twins, you like about you twins have this having... intrinsic connection to uh, to your other half, essentially. So, yeah, yeah great game. Uh, if you have Game Pass on mobile, like uh, this is a perfect thing to play on your uh, your lunch break on a Samsung device. Just saying, get <laughs> <laughs> that little plug in. Uh, I wouldn't know. I can't use Game Pass on my iPhone because uh, Apple sucks. Um... Anyways, but that is. One an explanation of what I have been playing. Awesome. With those two games. Awesome. Yes. Both, both uh, great games. Go download both of them. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, you said you were playing some some Fortnite. Is that that's yeah that's correct? yeah I ex- yeah actually the other Avengers Fortnite. game that's out right now. Yeah. <laughs> Te- yeah. Technically, I think the first of <laughs> the one that was out because I didn't that didn't season four start before. Yeah, I don't know. Did. Whatever, it don't matter. It's it, yeah. I mean, it's fun, but I'm I'm actually well. Like there was a couple of games where where I was playing to try to win. Um, like when I'm playing solos or whatever. Uh, the other day, and I did like on my second game of the day, I I won. I got first place, but but I um. Me and my friend, yeah, Pat, were playing last night, and uh, we were actually trying to do like some of the stuff to unlock the certain things. Because, like, so the way the way the the this uh, season's uh, battle pass works is the first first two or three pages of it of the the battle pass are are stuff for Thor. I think it's two two pages are stuff that you can get that's all Thor-centric. And then the next two are all stuff that's She-Hulk-centric. And then the next one, the next two are all uh, Groot-centric. And then Storm, I believe. And then Doctor Doom. And then... I want to say... Iron Man and then and then in between all that like you've got these uh these objectives that you've got to do in game to try to unlock um 
like uh, Wolverine and and you know like each each character has their own um, objectives that are on the map that you kind of have to do to unlock uh, other side stuff for each character and so like I'm I'm actually really enjoying that whole idea of having something beyond just trying to be the last one surviving that you can do. So like you can go into a match, not even really worry about trying to kill people per se, and just try to do these objectives. And then if you die, like, and you're, you know, you are only like the, you know, six, you are in 60th place. It doesn't matter because you already accomplished something towards a goal that you are trying to do you know like so i've kind of been enjoying that whole idea of just being going into it just to try to work on those things and not really worrying about what place i come in you know like it's it's just fun like like the other day though we were we were playing me and pat and um so i had got the thor's hammer uh which you know like you have to be thor to get it and if you already get it, it doesn't appear there, but there's like a crater in the ground and then there's just Thor's hammer sitting at the bottom of it. And so then you can pick it up and then that's your, uh, your weapon you can use. And then what you had to do is you had to deal a hundred damage with it. So we were, I had gotten it and we ran into the city, uh, to this little town that was nearby and there was uh, another duo's group there, and the first one came out, and luckily was really, really bad at shooting. And I just sat there, go moving back and forth, hitting her with the hammer, and I ended up eliminating her using my my melee weapon while she's trying to shoot at me. And I'm just like, oh man. And then and then uh, I think Pat ended up getting the teammate or something like that. But I, I was just laughing my ass off. I'm like, how did I just do that <laughs> with the melee weapon of all things? And so like I finished that that you know that already then. So I did the whole dam dealing damage and uh so yeah, I've just honestly just been having fun doing like all the little side things and not even worrying about like actually playing you know, the battle royal part of the game, you know, it's, it's actually been pretty fun. Um, and it, you know, it's, it's kind of cool because it's like, in a way it brings you to areas so you can kind of see different areas that maybe you wouldn't have cared to go to, uh, when you're playing it just the regular way. Um, and there's some really neat things there. Like there's, there's this mountain where there's just a bunch of sentinels with like their heads cut off and like just mangled laying all over the mountain. And you've got to dance on like three of them's head and then you, uh, unlock an achievement or whatever in game. And so it's just fun things like that, that you, that they're kind of having you do, which I've been enjoying. So yeah that and i was so i played that and then um i know Corey, you were you had said you played it too but i um the other day and today actually before we started the show um my kids we have like a, a skate park that's like right just right down the road from us maybe two three minutes and um the kids wanted to go ride their um their scooters and stuff like that on the on the the ramps and all that stuff at the skate park 
And so while they were doing that, I brought my uh, my Xbox controller and my phone, and I I was playing uh, Tony the new Tony Hawk remastered on my on uh, the console streaming on my phone while at yeah, the how skate did that park. Work out? How did that work? <laughs> yeah, out? really well, really well actually. Oh really? I... Uh, like when 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 I first started up, it it um it there it was lagging really bad, but that was because I had uh, power saving mode on. On my phone, which limits your bandwidth and all those kinds of things. Uh-huh. Um, but so then once I turned that off, it, it consistently stayed in two out of three bars for the uh, for the connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, every once in a while there would be a hiccup. But, but ultimately, I mean, I was playing, you know, perfectly fine doing tricks. I mean... You know, like one of the one of the the objectives that you had to do was uh, get a chain of of um, of uh, uh, moves and stuff like that to that equals up to seven thousand five hundred or more points. Mm-hmm. And I, I I got that achievement in game while playing it on console streaming. So I mean, it was working pretty good. Huh. <laughs> you know, like as far as uh, is um, everything like reacting, you know, time-wise and all that stuff? Because I mean, you know, some a game like that is very similar to a fighting game. If you're even, you know, a fraction of a second off, you can not lose, you know, you know, not land your your move that you're doing and stuff like that. So, and that worked perfectly fine for me. So, oh. I was actually, I, I really enjoyed that game a lot, though. But. Yeah, I am too. I've actually been playing a lot of it too. I, uh, I haven't, I haven't left the warehouse though because that level's just so, yeah. so damn good. Yeah, I, uh, I can't wait to pick this up. Finally, yeah, uh, it's one that I was planning to get. Yeah, uh, when it came out, and then it kind of stuck up on me. I, for some reason, did not realize we were about to hit September, and <laughs> it like it dropped. Hey, and I was Josh, like, it's oh. September. Yeah, I was like, oh hey, uh, Tony Hawk's out. That's uh. That's, that's great. That's great. Well, so, I guarantee uh, you, on the Xbox Black Friday sale, this is going to be a, probably like twenty five bucks. Oh yeah, no, I I'm fully waiting for the Black Friday sale at this point. Um, I'm at the point. Uh, I I said this uh, during our Mario recap. I was like, I'm at the point where I have to start picking and choosing uh, this year because uh-huh. Cyberpunk is already bought and paid for, but uh, Star Wars Squadrons and now the the Mario collection pretty much yeeted this off of my must buy list. Yeah. But, yeah, still really looking forward to this. Uh, some of my best memories are from Tony Hawk, but unlike a lot of others, my best memories come from Tony Hawk three and four. Yeah, um, yeah. Three I do remember one and me. two. Yeah, I played a lot of one and two. Um, I rented them from Blockbuster a lot, but I never actually bought them. Three and four, on the other hand, those were like day one. Uh, I would love to see those added as DLC eventually, and I believe they've said that they are open to doing that. Well, I think they said that they've actually set it up to where. Y- you they will probably end up doing that because they have all the yeah. tricks and all the like systems in place from three and four that you know they they yeah. could do that if they really wanted to which i, I would absolutely buy those two and then i mean man i don't like the remaster bag um i don't like a remaster like this is great this is yeah. fundamentally they rebuilt the entire game Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, so I'm open to something like this especially things that are from the n64 ps1 era like I played Tony Hawk one and two on an or controller. I've never played them anywhere else. Yeah. So I do not have great memories 
of these games at times. Well, let me tell you, uh, I played I played Tony Hawk One on N sixty four, and I played Tony Hawk Two on the Dreamcast. So, oh god, you might even have a worse. Uh, um, <laughs> however, three and four uh, were on the uh, the GameCube controller. If the, I mean, there's no way this remaster is not going to do well. Do the DLC, but. And I'd be really open to seeing a remaster of, uh, of Underground and uh, American Wasteland also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because after American Wasteland, we just I, I pretended it just took a break until this year. Well, I uh, think they didn't do it, they didn't do another one after the 360 launch. I think I think this game is is prime for that because like I feel like mm-hmm. if you put out like okay, maybe six months from now you put out Tony Hawk Three and then next fall you put out Tony Hawk Four as DLC. Like I think that just keeps the game in the conversation. And uh, yeah, yeah, and, and I yeah. mean, like, if you price the DLC reasonably, because I mean, the base game is only forty dollars. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I think people would pay thirty, forty bucks for two more remastered games. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Just hey, bring it on! Like I'll I'll, I'll say that like every 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 year I'll I'll drop like twenty twenty five more bucks on some Tony Hawk. Yeah. Yeah, I say they go the. I say they go even bigger, dude. Just do like their version of the Master Chief Collection. I love it. I mean, that's basically I like, that's basically it. what Enhance this is going to. Sucker for uh, Series X and PS5. Like, just call it just call it Tony Hawk Collection, and then when you go in there, you have like all the games, and you can play it in its regular <laughs> graphics or the remastered version. I like, love it. I yeah. love it. The music is back. Uh, yeah. The second that we saw the gold thing, so this is the well, worst kept secret ever we saw the goldfinger teases happening yeah and then tony hawk himself leaks it like two hours before jeff Keeley's announcement well uh, well the thing is is let's be fair out of all the out of all the genres of music punk rock music is the one that most likely everyone would be all in and having their music on something like this mm-hmm. because you know punk rock is like that's that's kind of how they are it's just I like, mean, yeah that's how i found a lot about. of punk and ska that i still listen to to this day yeah yeah was through the was through the tony hawk games i mean i god i found less than jake through here and i've probably seen those guys in concert <laughs> at least four or five times so yeah my all-time favorite groups. Yeah, it's it, it's great. I I love this game though. I can't wait to sit down and play it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I I played it for. I was waiting for Avengers to download, and uh, so I was like, okay, well, I'll play Tony Hawk. Here's the thing: I wasn't even planning on getting Avengers. It was, uh, we'll say, gifted to me. Uh, so uh, I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll download it now because <laughs> I had already got Tony Hawk and. Uh, I was playing through Tony Hawk, and it it just that first warehouse level brought back a ton of just mm-hmm. like feel like I knew exactly what to do right away. The physics I feel like are a little bit off. Like I think it's just because it's running at sixty frames a second instead of like fifteen on the N sixty four. But uh, I just I knew exactly what to do. I knew where to go. Like I knew my run. I knew mm-hmm. what like where to maximize my points and. Thank God they added the manual to the to the game because like it just made that it just made that run so much easier. Like we forget the manual wasn't introduced until three, I think. Yeah, yeah. it's just it it changes the entire game. Like yeah, and the reverts it, too. Like, I enjoyed one and two. I fell in love at three. Yeah, the reverts. The, the airport in three, man. That that's where it's at. That's where it's at for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would re- like. 
it, for me, it's definitely three. Is is to me three is the pinnacle of of those original games mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, I I, uh, I remember going and finding the cheat for uh, you'll never fall off a rail, mm-hmm. and I was I was playing before going to school one day. I got God like little ten year old shithead me and jumped onto one of those baggage carousels to to do a grind and since i had the cheat put in i wouldn't fall off i left the gamecube running all day until i got home and just like the score was like totally broken like it just it didn't even been there the whole the whole day it just been doing that i'm like thank god that my parents did not turn this off so i wanted to see how i would do i go to jump off and uh i wiped out well, yeah. <laughs> I left that thing on for eight out, eight nine hours at least, and then I could land a single jump. That's funny. So, yeah, <laughs> that, that that was the that was the end of my uh, TPHS uh, three. THPS. The only the only thing that's the only thing that's missing in this the remaster though in the that first level is the uh, the uh, the fan blade that you um, could. Um, could grind to open up that secret room. Yeah, oh, was that? You remember? Because you remember, there's the half pipe, Corey, where you know, like in yeah. the middle of it, yeah. and then it, it goes up to a wall. There used to be there's a fan blade or something there that you could oh, grind so, so I'm across, and then it would open up. Are you the sure door. it's not? It's, isn't that in number two? Isn't that the first level in two? I think. Oh, okay. Because okay. it opens Maybe. up that secret room. Oh yeah, because yeah, it's the right side. You're grinding oh, the airplane blade because you're yeah, in the that's uh, right. airplane. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the airport. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what I'm thinking of. They are very similar, though. But they, yeah, they, yeah, it's very similar. Because they both have that. I saw a lot of people saying the same thing, like, this isn't what I remembered, but it's still awesome. And then they're yeah. like, oh, wait, it is the same thing. Yeah. I forgot because it's been 20 yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, uh, that. I mean, that, that first level in both games really feels similar because you, you have the half pipe off to the off to the right, like off that starting area. And then you have yeah. the vehicle in the middle with the grind ramp beside it. And then like the wall, but in two, like you can jump over the wall and get into this other area. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Tony Hawk, man, what a, what a we game. We were talking about Tony Hawk in 2020. Just yeah. what a sequence of events. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's literally one of those games that, that like sparked a whole entire like, you know, genre of mm-hmm. of game, you know, of games. Hey, like without Tony Hawk, there's no BMX Triple X. Okay, <laughs> dude, what are we getting the Dave Mira BMX game? By the way, man, God, dude, what am I getting? What am I getting another amped? What am I getting amped for? That's what I want to know. I want. That's, I that's want a the, new. I want a new Jet Moto. That's the game. That's the game that uh, <laughs> the initiative is working on. Actually, is amped for. Listen, I am one of three people on planet Earth that would absolutely lose my mind if they announced amped for. Dude, I like, like amped. Oh, that's it. Okay, we found the second one. There's one more person out there, Corey. There's one more I, person yeah, out there I, I loved. I loved amped too, but like, I'll let's be honest, go. I'll be honest though, like cool, like Cool Borders Two though is still one of my favorite 
uh, snowboarding games of all time, though. See, I everybody think everybody had a snowboarding game. PlayStation had Cool Borders, Xbox had Amped, Nintendo mm-hmm. had the now completely forgotten and 1080. mistreated 1080. 1080. And then there yeah. was SSX, which was on and everything. Everyone had the GOAT SSX 3. SSX yeah. is the greatest snowboarding series. I have to tell you, it does not hold up, my friends. I Did have you buy SSX... the one on, a, on backwards compatibility? Yes. Yeah, I did too. It's like, the first, sex, it's like the first original Xbox is, game I bought. Man, it is. It's so bad. It's so bad. Uh, Corey, I sold you this year, Corey, uh, the games that I still have for my GameCube. And uh, I discovered I have a game sitting inside the GameCube. God knows it's got to have been in there for a decade. But uh, SSX3 is sitting inside my GameCube still. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, funny. It's funny. I had an SSX. SSX game for every console. I had the fr- like the first one only came out on PS2, and then I got tricky mm-hmm. for GameCube, and I got three for Xbox. <laughs> yeah, pretty much the same here. Uh, I played the semi reboot they did a few, not a few years ago during the 360 gen, uh-huh. and not horrible, not great. And God, EA, bring back EA Sports big. I demand SSX and NH, uh, not NHL, NBA Street on next-gen consoles. Do it. You will literally print money. Yeah, but the, the, problem, the, the problem is, though, is, like, will they do it right? <laughs> like, they may do it, but will they do it right? <laughs> That's the problem that yeah. we've run into Just with EA. Here's your, here's your solution, Jesse. Give everything to Respawn. Respawn is now making yeah. EA. <laughs> yeah. Respawn is now EA. Yeah, <laughs> like you answer to them. <laughs> that would be the. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, it's sad because yeah, like I, I mean, Vincent Paul is basically running everything over there anyway now. So he is literally running Dice now. Yeah, yeah. Dice LA at least. Yeah, man, it's interesting. Put Vince in charge of everything. That's how you fix EA. Put him in charge. Do it. Uh, Do. Uh, so I, so other than Tony Hawk, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, uh, one one of the greatest games of this generation. I'll stand by it until somebody proves me wrong. Uh, outside of like Witcher three, it's probably the one of the best open world games of the generation. I've actually also been playing the Witcher three, except not on Xbox. I've been playing the switch version. So Uh, tune in Nintendo power block for that. Yeah. Uh, Destiny 2 been playing. Finally got Xenophage. Uh, but we talked about that on Tower Casual. So you Destiny. Who plays Destiny anymore? I know. It's not like we created a whole show around it. Jeez. <laughs> Stupid idea. Uh, but the other game that I've been playing, and Josh, I know you've been playing it too, is Marvel's Avengers. Uh, Crystal Dynamics uh, <laughs> attempt at making a Marvel game. And let me tell you, I played... I've. I've only played like the first, well, it probably took me like a half hour because I wandered around that area for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, but that opening scene, like it's, it, it looks really good. It looks way better than the beta did. Like it, it, it looks way better than the beta did. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I had no issues with, uh, the beta, at least how it looked and how it sounded knowing that this is a Crystal Dynamics title. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, of course, they are behind the Tomb Raider reboots uh, and behind Rise yeah. of the Tomb Raider, which will absolutely one of my like 15 games of the generation so far. Absolutely. Uh, that, man, 
this is and this is what they've been working on since Rise came out in 2015. So 2014, 2015, whenever it came so out, five years. and man, yeah, about five years. They uh, first announced it with a really cryptic teaser in 2017, and it took us two and a half years to see it. It started becoming the butt of E3 jokes, and it looked real bad last year. It looked real bad. It looked real rough. It looked real bad uh, earlier this year, this summer. It. I actually thought that the. I, this is the way that I phrased it. I I was like, I've never been so excited to play a game that looks like it's going to be a 7.0 in my entire life yeah. after I saw the first uh, War Table presentation. So yeah. much so that I didn't bother to watch the second. I kind of begrudgingly played the beta a few weeks ago and was like, oh, okay, like this is, I can see where this would be fun. Uh, Hulk is awesome. And apparently I'm one of the only people on Earth who actually thinks Hulk is great. So mm-hmm. it made me think I'm playing Ultimate Destruction again on my GameCube. <laughs> I'm just like, man, like this is this is great. And, and uh, sat down and played another four or five hours this afternoon in the campaign. It's it's fun. I'm now to the point where friends can join me, and that just makes it so much better once you can play with friends. I, I can't wait to fully unlock the entire squad. I'm halfway there right now, and man, I, I want to <laughs> play the DLC so bad. I've heard Good. the I've heard the campaigns like ten to twelve hours. The key, yeah, the campaign. I, it's for a looter shooter type game. It's it's a little on the long side. Like the levels aren't entirely like they're not super linear, but they aren't entirely open world either. It's kind of this strange hybrid. Like you can beeline it straight to your objective, or you can stop and do side objectives along the way, it's, which usually reward you with better gear. Uh, from what I played in the lot. beta, it's kind of like it's kind of like Tomb Raider was a little bit, like kind of. Um, so I don't I don't want to spoil too much, but the beta and the, now I understand why some of my friends and some of the uh, reviewers I was seeing some of the YouTubers talking about this were so frustrated with the beta. They're like the beta is not representative of the actual game, which I 100% agree with at this point. Yeah, uh, the couple levels in the beta are really linear. Um, Probably the first three, three and a half hours of this game are super linear. But after that, like, the maps start to really open up. And especially as you gain new heroes, the exploration you can do with some of these, like, there are certain areas you only get to with certain characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I think the story is actually, because that's the biggest thing with an Avengers property, you have to have a compelling story. And I think to focus it on Kamala Khan was a genius move on Crystal Dynamics' part. Like, her comic had only been out for a year or two when they went into pre-production on this game. So they were doing it without knowing if she was going to become a fan favorite, if people were actually going to like her or not. Um, I, I don't know at what point they decided to make her the main character, but you could not have asked for a better lead. I'd rather have this kid who like worships the Avengers before the events of mm-hmm. Day. And you see the relationship between her and her father, which is really like the emotional core of the story, is that her grappling with being a teenage superhero who is trying to reunite the Avengers mm-hmm. um, after what happens. It's It's got a great selection of classic costumes, classic villains, side characters. Uh, I mean the DLC the, the DLC characters leaked. Uh, I don't know if either of y'all saw that list. I did. I looked at it the moment it was out because I was like, man, well, I I'm, I'm a something. weak man, and I absolutely <laughs> read that the minute it showed up on my feed. <laughs> can, I, can I just Go say ahead. that yeah, the yeah. Uh, the Kate Bishop trailer that 
who's playing her? Ashley Birch, I think, played her. Is playing her? I think so. Yes. Uh, she, like she posted it, and that trailer was awesome. Uh, so it's no secret that one of my absolute fa- it's become something of a meme in circles that I run in that one of my all time favorite comic book characters is Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Clint Barton is absolutely one of my favorites, and a lot of that is due to just the incredible run by Matt Faction in which Hawkeye is training Kate Bishop. And as a result, I also love Kate. To have both Hawkeyes coming to this game next month is just <laughs> incredible. That, that's incredible to me. I love it. Like, we're going we're gonna to get Kate first because Hawkeye is missing, and that's going to set up, like, us rescuing Hawkeye, and then Black Panther's coming with Wakanda. Each of these uh, characters is coming with a DLC story pack, right? Yes. So in, in the game, like, see, and this is one of the frustrating things about it, I think, is you start unlocking different things as you go in, of course, but it's not like destiny where it's like oh you have the director up right away it's you have to get you have to unlock the war table you have to unlock where everything is in the quinjet things like that um i'm trying i'm trying to be deliberately vague to avoid spoilers since the game is so new but you'll eventually get uh mission paths as they call it so you'll you'll have the campaign path but each hero also has a story pack to go along with it where you play through moments, you fight iconic villains, there's villain layers. Um, like I have one for Taskmaster and one for Abomination that I can go and do. There's a surprising amount of depth to this game, even as a single player game. Yeah. Even as a player story. I find myself hunting collectibles because the collectibles are actually useful in this game. As you find comics. Uh, you can view your comics in your collectible screen. They give you passive perks for every hero in your party. So like plus 0.5% crit damage or plus 2% healing, things like that. Like and those, like as you get a set, like there's a set bonus. Uh, these are actual comics that are, I actually own some of these. Like they're in shoe boxes in my closet. <laughs> this is, it's really cool to see that history that shared history but these are comics that were actually written within this universe also is how they present it which yeah. is really cool uh like Kamala has to go on the scavenger hunt for comics at the very beginning of the game and it, it's cool it's like oh my god like she's walking around basically i imagine the iron man store she goes into being something i would see in like avengers land out in disneyland next year like mm-hmm. i fully ex- my expectations have been set for the stark industry store out there now and i'm highly disappointed that's not mm-hmm. what i get to do but it's such a huge love letter to Marvel and to its fans that I have actually really grown to resent the more I play of this game. The people who are complaining, Ugh, the characters don't look like the MCU versions. They aren't the same actors. Like, listen, you really think they were going to pay Robert Downey Jr. to Seriously. voice Tony Stark for an entire game? Like, no, he would have been a glorified cameo at best then. Like, you're not getting that. Like, the voice actors aren't bad. These characters existed long before those movies. They'll exist long after those movies. Did you see the Did you see the deep fake uh, video? I did. Oh, yeah. They put all the <laughs> characters in. Yeah. It is actually pretty cool looking. I mean, I, 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 I'm one of those like you that I really don't care. You know, like, that. I'm glad they, they, you know, it's kind of like what, what Sony is doing with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they want to kind of do their own thing, you know, like, they're, that's the beauty of, 
you know, a lot of comic books, uh, they have their, you know, these alternate universes. You can, you can have fun with that. You know, you can, well, you can make thing. different like, so things, you know, eventually, like eventually this team will probably have an alternate universe comic. They will cross mm-hmm. over in some event. Like we've already seen, um, insomniac Spidey has his own thing. He's shown up in, um, mm-hmm. God, what was it? Uh, not Spider Island, but there was another one. Uh, Spider Men Two, I think he shows up in briefly okay. when all the Spider Men are assembling. This, this his suit is seen in Into the Spider Verse. Like, like it, yeah. these are all different realities, which may or may mm-hmm. not exist thanks to Secret Wars. But there's so much you can do there. I wouldn't rule out eventually, like I.E. once all core of the six ones from the movies are in. Like once Hawkeye comes out, I wouldn't be shocked to see them come out and be like, "Oh, we're gonna do a special paid DLC pack of like ten bucks, and all it is is the si- it's suits for them that look like the MCU versions." I would drop so much money so quickly I'm, for those. I'm surprised that that's not already there. Like, cause like, like I mean, you look at Sp- like Spider Man on PS4, right? Like they <laughs> ended up putting all the movie suits in there. Well, so and I know that's a different John, situation. Th- but. This this is the cynics corner, okay? Like I I expect it to come. I expect it to be a separate paid download. You can't use in game credits for it. It's not going to be a battle pass reward or anything. I expect this to happen because money. We like to make money, and in a live service game, that is. Like, I, I've always joked that Gallarhorn in Destiny is, like, the break glass in case of emergency exotic. Mm-hmm. Like, if mm-hmm. the game's ever going downhill, quick, throw Gallarhorn into the mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like I really want to be cynical and say that's what the Cosmodrome was for this fall after they saw the reception to Seasons this year. Yeah. Uh, I think that was a bra- quick, quick bust out the Destiny 1 content quicker than we planned the vault of glass we got vault of glass coming back guys i promise uh i think that the mcu suits absolutely were a break in case of emergency item and we still haven't seen the scores for this game yet um it, as it is a live service game like we're starting to see some trickle out most of them are 7.5 to 8 well, which game former gave it an 8.75 okay okay yeah so and here's the thing like this is one of those games where it's like okay I don't know. I, I I told this to our our friend A One Johnny who joined us on Tower Casuals last week. We were playing earlier, and I said I'm more interested in hearing what non Marvel and non comic book fans have to say about this game because, like, for me, I just want a good Avenger story, and I'm already used to a looter game. I'm used to beat 'em ups. Like, this is this is kind of what I want. Like, Iron Man controls how Anthem should have. And it's actually really great once you get past the A-Day segment, because he sucks in that. He's arguably the worst Avenger in that part. But everything else is awesome. This this is a game I see myself having a lot of fun with. I don't know if I would have bought it for 60 bucks. I did have it gifted to me. But I absolutely would say for anybody on the fence, continue to be on the fence. Listen to your friends who are playing it. Try it on Gamefly if you possibly can, if anybody still subscribes to that. And then buy it the minute it drops. Todd Oxford does. Bucks. He just tweeted about it. I think forty bucks is a st- like. I only say I wouldn't pay sixty because it is really buggy, like every other live service game. Um, I've had some. Not I haven't had a crash on me yet, but I've had some uh, some interesting. My characters are invisible, or the screen goes black, but my objectives are still up, and I'm clearly still being shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, like. You know, 
fix some of those. You can't swap heroes that are on your roster, even if they're AI teammates. You can't swap between them, which really irritates me. But man, further if I saw if I saw this game for forty bucks, I'd absolutely drop forty dollars on this without a doubt. And all the DLC is free. Like I don't have to sit here and worry about having DLC packs thrown at me in three months. A la the Dark those, Below. Unless you want those hero cards for those free characters coming. So the hero card that and that's something I want to address. I'm glad you brought that up. So the six heroes in the game, you get their hero cards. If you finish a challenge card out, you haven't it's it works like Fortnite, you have enough mm-hmm. to buy other characters so you conceivably don't ever have to spend real world money on anything mm-hmm. which i really like because i think the rewards from the battle passes are frankly cooler than what you can buy with your credits anyways at least mm-hmm. from what i've seen nothing in the store to me looks remotely appealing outside of the there is the original sin armor for iron man that i'm like oh damn i really want is to that the, that. is that the black armor yeah, it's yeah. like black with a little bit of gold in it and a red reactor. Yeah, there's I really a, want that suit. There's a bunch of cool Cap- Captain America suits too. Did you, oh, did you see the Kamala Captain America? Uh, I did. I, I saw a lot of Greg Miller tweeting about it. I man, I'm just, I'm not one for throwing on a lot of cosmetics. Like I just kind of like her normal t-shirt and jeans look. I immediately got rid of her hero costume when I got it. I was like, no, I don't want this. Like you don't get rid of it, but I swapped it off. Like yeah, nah, I I I like how they look when they're introduced. Um, I did go for a bright green Hulk skin that I had because I'm like, forget this. Hulk looks like a turd right now, and that's not appealing to me. Yeah. If he has a beard, it's really weird. So, I'll be uh, honest. I've always been a Warhammer fan, <laughs> or a War Machine. I mean, sorry, or War Machine. A War Machine is coming. Yeah. The DLC. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, and nice. that's the other thing that I really nice. like about these about the DLC is every character being introduced, even if there's a new class being introduced, like for instance, Scarlet, which will be introduced. Uh, mm-hmm. she, we were kind of likening this to like Echo Fighters from Smash. Mm-hmm. So you got Iron Man and War Machine. You got Scarlet Widow, or you got um, Black Widow. I'm thinking Scarlet Johansson. You got Black Widow, and you've got um, oh God, what's her name? I've, I'm forgetting now. Bucky Barnes coming. You've got Falcon coming. You've got uh, Captain America. You got Quake. You got Black Panther. Uh, Doctor Strange. I mean, clearly, the, clearly yeah. the Hawkeye characters will probably play similarly uh i yeah, bet i bet spider-man they're releasing those one one right after another i would not be shocked as a final dlc character to see miles morales available for all platforms mm-hmm. see uh, like to know. me to me that would have been the smart exclusive for playstation to not piss everybody off right would be like okay everybody gets spider-man but if you want miles morales spider-man you have to play on playstation I yeah, mean, so that, that's what I've been it's saying. Too. This is not a Crystal Dynamics decision that was made. No, I know. Um, yeah. This is this is very similar, in, especially if you read the tone in some of their blog posts. Uh, this is very much like Bungie being told by Activision, "You will make exclusive strikes and exclusive exotics for PlayStation." Um, that clearly a price was paid, and mm-hmm. you know I'm kind of over. I'm I'm over it. I'm moving on. I'm still really enjoying the game. I've got enough characters to worry about coming in the DLC packs. I do have a Spider-Man-sized heart. It's a hole in my heart, though. And with them confirming they're trying to add, or they will add cross-progression at some point, Uh I may end up picking this up for like 15, 20 bucks on PlayStation to play as Spider-Man eventually. 
when I yeah. get a PS5. To me, to me, because I'm a man and I like to pad sales numbers. <laughs> to me, to me, Spider Man is just like not a big deal. I'm not a Spider Man guy. I don't really care. Spider- I didn't, I didn't really. I, I all got upset. Well, and that's the thing, like, Spider-Man makes so many people upset because I think, especially for 90s kids, it was all about Spider-Man. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, as somebody who's I, been I, wanting some, something X-Men since the 90s, uh, <laughs> these Spider-Man fans can just... Have you uh, heard about the Lord and Savior and Legends, my friend? Have I heard of what? X-Men Legends. Did oh, you yes, not, I have, I have both X-Men of them. Legends? I have both of them for God, GameCube. So great. We haven't had a good X-Men game since. That's not true. That great. Wolverine good was pretty good. Okay, the X Men as a whole, we have not okay. had a good game since then. <laughs> you're, that's you're you're right. I'm just saying that. I, 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 uh, I, I tell people be like, like, oh, can we get Wolverine in this game? Like, no, he's an X. Like, I get that he's been on the Avengers, but no, leave him out of this. Like, give, just give me a whole game of Avengers where's, characters. Where's give the X? Where's the X Men game of this? Where Where's our X Men game for this? Where Where's the X Men? Now that Marvel owns everything again, where is Where's the X Men version of this? And can a brother get Daredevil and Luke Cage in this game or not? <laughs> like, just keep throwing in Echo Fighters and I'll keep playing this game. Like, I'll keep, it's going to be a Destiny style game for me. I'm going to play for a while. And I've already even said, like, once I finish the campaign, play some co op, I'm dipping until the Series X enhancements come out. Because this game needs that boost real badly. My 1S is chugging along in the other room trying to play this. See, I haven't had it. Well, I mean, I only played for a little bit, but I haven't had any issues even through the beta on my the series. The more X, particle effects, like the one X. Yeah, the deeper you get in, and the more large scale fights you're in with the more characters on screen, like in your party, it starts chugging a bit. I have some pretty bad frame rate dips. I had a little bit of screen tearing going on in cutscenes. In cutscenes, not even intensive cutscenes. I had some screen tearing, some pixelation going on. Uh, enemies are just like walking around behind me. If I finish a uh, objective and it goes into a cutscene, like they're just standing there, like waiting to shoot me, and they can't because I fly off at the end. It's <laughs> it's weird. There's a lot of weird stuff going on, and like okay, well, uh, there's a weird glitch where if you don't have Hulk or Kamala in your party, you can't get through certain doors. And you have to like restart the mission because they're the only ones who can break down big doors with their uh, special mm. or their heavy attack. Yeah, it's really strange. Like apparently that's getting fixed this week, like so that everybody can do it with their heavy attack. But yeah, right now you have to have Hulk Kamala to get through a good chunk of the campaign. It's that's real weird. Uh, that's weird. Strange. <laughs> it's disconcerting. It's disconcerting at best, but. Yeah, Avengers. Lots of fun. I, I like feel like it. that's it, something they probably should have caught in QA at some point. You know, I mean, I know I COVID and everything, but nobody like... Nobody play this and be like, this is going to be a problem. People yeah. are definitely yeah. not going to put support on Reddit for this. Maybe people just really like Kamala and the Hulk, and that's all they played as, and they just I mean, didn't I'll think... I'll be it. honest, those are my... T- out of the three I've unlocked, I would prefer to play as them. Iron Man's not bad, but I definitely like the other two more uh, in their play styles. That's also more of me. So, yeah. I don't know. Like, cool. Other people in my, my, my friend group like playing as Iron Man and uh, them. Cool. Go for it. Play them. I'll play Hulk. I'll just beat everything up. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. Uh, but that first uh, the first half hour was, like, super charming and super just super relatable for, for like, a, yeah. someone who, I mean, not that I was, like, into comics a whole lot or anything, but, like, 
just someone who like really wanted something and uh there was a lot of bullies around and just you know being really excited for something and i don't know it was it was it was really relatable and really fun and really kind of had a lot of heart to it so um yeah, it, it's definitely the the Kamala Khan storyline. I'm probably about 40% of the way through the campaign right now. Uh, her And the campaign is basically her story. Let's make no mistake about it. Sure, it's about the Avengers as a whole, but it really is at its heart and soul. This game does not work without her being as good as she is. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. They didn't nail her this game, what absolutely, rightfully so, I think be crucified in a narrative department. Yeah. Um, a la Destiny 1. Yeah. And, man... She, her story is the feel good story of the year right now. I think it's the kind of uplifting game I needed to play. Yeah. It's not perfect, but it is a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to move along. We're going to touch this one story real quick. We're going to kind of skip the second one because I don't really think it's that important. I think we're going to do a reacts to the uh, Ubisoft forward on Thursday after tower casuals. So, uh, we're going to, touch on this uh rumor that's been going around uh steam was apparently data mined to find that gears 5 might be getting campaign dlc upon the series x launch um interesting because that game kind of ended felt like it ended abruptly i I know jesse you and i played through it together yeah Uh, that game kind of felt like it ended like real fast just yeah, like, I haven't finished it, but I do know what happens. So. Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, man, it was. Uh, it, I mean, every... spoilers for a game that's a year old. Yeah, um, spoilers mm-hmm. for Gears Five. It's there's a branching path at the very end. You have to make a choice, and that affects the ending. I wonder if it's going to be like previous game, not previous Gears games, but other games like this, where there is a canonical choice, and that's where the DLC picks up from. Yeah. Or it yeah. just reads your save data. I think it'd be really yeah, cool to read your save data and you get a completely different experience. Yeah, yeah that's what that's what we kind of talked about when, like, when we were playing the game. I think we kind of talked about that a little bit, like what we thought it would do. Because isn't that isn't that similar to kind of what um, what uh, Mass Effect does? It, yes. it like it reads what you did in the the last game for the to start the the next one and then that kind of like almost sets a narrative of where you're at in the story to continue Uh, the next game party members if you had a party member die in there like for example uh one of the biggest ones is rex um if he dies in mass effect one you don't get him in two or three and he becomes like super useful in three so you're like oh well shit, I guess I'm going to go back and play through Mass Effect 1 to save Rex so I can have him in numbers 2 and 3. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, I I do like that idea and I and I think some, you know, the the guys at Coalition would be really good at pulling something like that off. You I know, think I, that would I, be confirmation. Oh, go ahead, just go ahead, Jesse, sorry. I, I just I was just going to say yeah, I just I just think that that would be the best way to do it to handle all that. Yeah, I think for me, this kind of sig- if they do this, this signals one of two things. One, that Microsoft is really going to double down on these remasters, uh, a remaster, well, not remaster, but like upscale games, optimized for, for Series X, X. optimized for Series X, yeah. DM. <laughs> uh, uh, that they're going to do those uh, this fall, which I kind of suspected this, not from Gears, but I suspected this possibly for Gears Tactics and Forza Horizon Four for new mm-hmm. expansions. 
not to be Series X exclusive or anything, but be like, hey, these this is the best place to play them. Like, you already have them on Game Pass. Like, just drop twenty bucks for an expansion. Like, I know I'm a sucker for buying expansions for games on Game Pass, like because I don't buy the core game. But mm-hmm. I've played so much Forza Horizon Four that I bought the upgrade pack on the game sale a couple weeks ago. It gave me both the, the Lego pack or whatever. So I got the Lego pack, I got Fortune Island, I got the VIP pass, I got, like, there were, like, four or five car passes in there, and something else all for $18 after my Game mm-hmm. Pass discount. And yeah. I looked at it, normally to buy the expansions together, like, even on sale is, like, 25 bucks. So I saved a pretty solid amount, I mean, not a solid amount, I saved a great amount of money here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a game that's gotten a lot of monthly updates as well since it came out for the last two years. It keeps getting monthly updates, and Microsoft really seems to be leaning into that. So I think Gears 5 DLC, great idea. And that's also confirmation to me that do not expect Gears 5, um, not that we were expecting it in 2021, but maybe don't even expect it in 2022. If they took time to make a single-player DLC, um, they were helping out Slash Damage with developing tactics, and there's the long gestating rumor that a lot of the coalition staff was pulled to help try and get Halo Infinite out the out the door this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do suspect that a lot of them are probably still working on it. Mm-hmm. So hey, Gears Gear Six, cool. Like Gears is kind of like the one franchise. Uh, well, for them and Forza are like the two franchises they don't have any problems with right now. So I know it's well, like be- I feel like I feel like. You know, besides Forza, Gears has kind of taken that crown as Microsoft's kind of crown jewel franchise at this point. Because like four, oh, was, they have. four, I like four is very Force Awakens to me, where it was like mm-hmm. a very safe reintroduction to the the series, but it was a very solid game. It was very, you know, I I like four a lot. Four, but. four to me is the perfect spiritual reboot for a franchise. Yes, I, it's the perfect way to get re in with characters like you're not rebooting the story but you are continuing the story with a new cast of characters and oh hey marcus eventually comes into the story um you know cole eventually comes into the story like you're eventually going to meet up with these characters and of course you know uh mira queen mira uh is a big part of uh, five's narrative like i do think we're heading towards a conclusion with gears so mm-hmm. cool if you're going to give me this even as a side story Get, get, like, give me a give me a game where I play as like a Carmine. I would love that. That'd be hilarious to me. Give me a deal like a four hour deal story DLC where you play as a Carmine brother or something. Well, the uh, the rumor the rumor for the potential DLC is actually explaining the Hive Busters like that. Okay. That Hive okay. that uh, mode the escape mode or whatever, and you play as mm-hmm. the Hive Busters and like you know, kind of explains their story. That's that's been a long uh, standing rumor. But also their story, there's a uh, adding on to the story for for Gears Five as well. So, uh, but I almost wonder if this is going to end up being kind of their answer to the style of game that they took, that Naughty Dog took, Lost Legacy, and that Insomniac is taking Miles Morales. Like this is basically we're reusing a lot of assets from well. Lost Legacy didn't do this, but Miles Morales is. We're going to reuse a lot of assets we already had from Spider-Man, and this is something that probably could have been a DLC, but we decided to flesh it out and fluff it up a lot more. 
boom, $40 launch title. Like, people are going to see a $40 launch title and be like, oh, thank God. Yeah. In an era where Call of Duty is going to cost us $70, 2K is going to cost us $70 bucks on these consoles. Like, first parties are going to release a $40 title that showcases everything. Like, especially if you're able to come or do, like, a Gears 5, the complete edition, and slap it in there or something. Like, 20 bucks if you if you play it on Game Pass or if you're buying it on disc, like, uh, 50 for 40 or 50 for everything together with, like, the, the operation added in or something like that like there's so much you can do here and gears is one of those like you play the story once you're like cool i'm done like it lives on because of its multiplayer and especially the horde like horde modes like those are still really big successes i mean 343 or not 343 bungie did this with odst yeah that was supposed to be halo 3 story dlc and they ended up making it its own game because it just grew to be too big and you know, it's it's loved among fans for being the first time they really deviated from the chief in a game. Yeah, I have a, I still have a ODST shirt, but when it was called Halo Three Recon. Yeah, I, I still, remember. Uh, prepare to drop, buddy. Prepare to drop. I have a I have a shirt that says <laughs> Halo Three Recon on it. It's awesome. <laughs> I yeah I I'm a, I'm a big fan of this. Like I again I thought they were going to do this for Forza. Uh, I expect them to have something for Gears Tactics at launch. You have this, like, you've got Sea of Thieves monthly updates still coming. You've still got Forza monthly updates. I imagine there might be some sort of update for Flight Sim. Maybe Age of Empires gets announced. you got a, you got a solid launch right there if you got all that. Yeah. So I'm excited to see this. I want to play Gears 5. I have not finished the story. Oh, so, but I really liked the trilogy, and I liked 4. Yeah. So. Also, Gears 5, going to run at uh, 120 frames a second on that Series so, X. Riddle me this: Is it for the whole game, or is that just multiplayer? Because I had read it was that a multiplayer, and it was still sixty for the campaign. I don't know, honestly. It's okay. probably just multiplayer, honestly. Uh, but you'll get all still, the. That, that's impressive, still. But you'll you'll still get four K sixty with ray tracing and yeah, higher textures and whatever. I don't know. Yeah. What else? I'm here for it. I like it. Yeah. I you can see. Yeah. You can now. see Kate's pores in her face, and you know, I don't know whatever else deep into her soul i guess uh so yeah did you i I just like um forza and stuff i'd come up um josh did you did you hear about the uh like that some uh former devs of uh of uh grand theft auto and red dead are actually had joined turn 10 to be working on like the next forza game so they like the interesting yeah they, they do not let them up. control the driving but everything yeah. else i'm excited <laughs> yeah wait yeah because yeah, t- they're trying because they wanted they wanted to um they want because you know like with the whole focus on the you know these game both of their games basically being open world um you know like they they really wanted to pick up some people who have a lot of experience with with uh you know open world type kind of building you know like because you know whether you you know like we we can joke about grand theft auto and stuff all we want but like those are some pretty amazing you know detailed open worlds you know that that you you know when it comes to like city city type stuff i mean don't get me wrong like i i love what they've done in in the uh forza horizon you know games but but I, you know, like I could, like I could definitely see those games being very interesting, and you know, having some much more dynamic, like 
you know, things that, you know, like that are out in the world or, you know, like I think they, like I said, I think they've done a good job. They've done a pretty good job already with some of that stuff, but I could definitely see them, you know, trying to, you know, outdo what they've done. I think that's the point. That's the, that's kind of where they're getting to. They're getting to a point now where they've kind of got to, you know, with the next generation, they've got to really try to outdo themselves, you know, and really, really, take advantage of of the opportunity you know to to really improve upon those kind of things so yeah because turn 10 is the one that did for horizon right they did they're the horizon team right uh turn so turn 10 is the main series okay uh, playground yeah that is right yeah okay so yeah so they're working with them right now making forza 7 then so nice Uh, yeah that'll eight Eight. Eight. Yeah. Um, guys, it's just called Forza Motorsport this time around. Yeah. Okay. They're rebooting. They're <laughs> they're rebooting the franchise. Uh, all right. We're gonna get into our questions here. You can email us at arsenalxpodcast at gmail or tweet at us uh, at arsenalxpodcast or boss rush podcast. Either one. You can do whatever you want uh, to get us your get your question read here on the podcast. Paul Gilbert writes in. Paul Gilbert. That sounds like a famous person's name. I feel like he should own some sports team or something. Uh, anyways, he says, hey, guys, Witcher 3 is getting optimized for Xbox Series X when the system launches. My question isn't necessarily about the game itself, but more of do you think the company think companies are going to do more of this moving forward with older games, or do you think this is a case-by-case basis and CD Projekt Red are some of the good guys? Um, I mean, frankly, I don't think this is going to be the norm. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised that CD Projekt Red is going back and doing this with The Witcher. Um, I shouldn't be because it's one of the most uh, financially and critically successful games, uh, not just of the generation, but ever. Um, but for a studio that's pretty pretty busy making cyberpunk and is already working on the series x and ps5 enhancements for that as well as ray tracing uh we know all that's not going to be there day one but it will be there in a patch early next year uh this is just cementing them as one of the most consumer-friendly companies out there um i don't know if there's really anything else to it they could have easily done what 505 is having remedy do and that is pay for a special version of control after you've already bought the DLC, they want you to buy the game again to get the Series X upgrade for a game that sorely needs it. Um, this, I think this is more of a one-off. I, I don't expect to hear a whole lot of games getting optimized going forward, especially once the consoles come out. I will probably have a big batch at whatever Series X presentation is coming up in September. But after that, like maybe you'll have a few stray ones. If it was made before 2018, I would say don't expect them at all. That's why I was a little surprised by The Witcher. Like, they'll do some more recent ones. Like, I think Jedi Fallen Order is a, a high candidate to get one. But outside of that, I've got maybe five, six games that I could think of that'll actually get it. Yeah. So, for me, I actually think that we will see a bunch of them. But I think the the only games that we're most likely going to see, like, and, you know, like, a bunch of being remastered or redone to look better 
are uh, ones that were created in um, in Unreal Engine, and I think what they're they're gonna do is if if those games can be pulled into the new Unreal Engine and be upgraded through you know the the tools and things in there and make it very easy for them to do that. I think I think we might see some of that stuff happen, but otherwise, um, yeah. I, I mean, I think you know, like as far as other stuff that you know that aren't using engines that maybe are easier to uh, to do that with. Because see, because see, the thing is, is like you know what you run into is you run into where a lot of um, times you know they have to make new new engines and stuff like that for the new consoles and and you know things from previous games don't always transfer very easily into the new engines and so you know i think that's a lot of times what holds some of it back but i I feel like unreal engine seems very um malleable i guess you could say like where where it seems like games can kind of transfer in and out of things much easier in unreal engine you know like they just just even like hearing you know like the way that they that you can make like a game for for switch you know and but yet you know like just because you're using unreal engine there's a lot of things that they can do to make certain things just work on switch that you just don't don't seem like they really should um i you know i think I think we could see though a lot a lot of stuff if you know this Unreal Engine is really does what they what they said it you know that it can do when when we've seen it because you know they they they're basically going to be doing ray tracing through software versus through hardware you know with the with the new Unreal Engine so. I could see, you know, them adding things like that on a software base, you know, basis, like instead and just to at least just, you know, enhance the visuals and make it look better in those kind of ways, but like without having to put as much work into it. So, but I mean, you know, then again, I, I think that all depends on what, what they feel like really has a demand or, or you know, or even will benefit from it. You know, yeah. there's you know, you know that's why you see things like Destiny and stuff being the first ones off the, you know, the first ones out there saying, hey, you know, we we're gonna be ready for the next consoles. We're gonna, you know, because that you know that's a live, it's a games with service. So they they have to be there day and date. They've got to be there like right away, and you know and try to you know, be the first ones out of the gate kind of right you know pushing I, I, guess, I guess i'm saying i'm surprised by witcher not just because it's been out for several years now i mean it's been out yeah for like five years but i'm also a little surprised because they do have cyberpunk coming out like i think the companies mm-hmm. you're going to see this are ones that don't have a title coming in the next probably 12 to 18 months after launch um, like yeah. that's why control like okay not super surprising it it got game of the year from a lot of people it but remedy does pretty- have a game coming out it's the crossfire x oh yeah okay a real game <laughs> remedy does not have a real game it could be a real game you don't know yeah i don't know I, yeah I, I am one of the few people in crossfire's corner and i 
I look forward to seeing what Remedy does with it. <laughs> I have no expectations that it is coming out anytime soon, no matter what they say. Oh, isn't that uh, supposed to be a launch game? Isn't it supposed to be I a launch I have no game? idea what it's supposed to be. I played the beta two, three months ago now. End of June, I played it. And we still have not heard a release date or anything. I'm really hoping that they're just it's just because they're gonna be like, Surprise! We held it for Series X Day! You're getting this <laughs> at Age of Empires. Be grateful. Wow. Oh man. No, but I mean like an actual, like a full game that is completely theirs. Uh, there's not another control follow-up. They just finished up the DLC, the Alan Wake DLC, by the way, which I'm really pumped <laughs> and I hate myself that I'm going to buy this game again so I can play it properly. Uh, By the way, Crossfire X has a release date of TBA 2020. Man, that just... Nope. Mm -mm. Uh, I really want to play the Alan Wake DLC, though. And my 1S cannot handle it. It, it it crashed on me three or four times in one play session, and I was just like, nope, I'm done. Uh, goodbye. Wasteland 3 also, I probably should have added this in earlier, is very close to being in the same category of I'm about to be done with you until you get a performance patch out. Because you crashed on me three times in an hour-long span. You're about to go into the, into the uh, storage bin for a while, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know the thing with Witcher, with Witcher Three. I, if I, if I remember correctly, I think they have their own engine for that game, and maybe it's just a thing where that, where that engine that they're using uh, for for Cyberpunk uh, is very like, like they can uh, bring the the game Witcher into it, you know, fairly easily, and kind of you know just enhance things and make it better. Well, that I that, don't know that engine, whatever the, the whatever same, the red the red the, engine or whatever whatever the Witcher is running on, it's obviously very scalable because that whole game is on one Switch cartridge. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they can obviously manipulate that however they need to uh, to do whatever. And obviously, scaling up is probably way easier than scaling down. Um, but also, yeah. I think CD Projekt is in a position where that 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 game sold very well for them to where they could actually do whatever they need to right or whatever mm-hmm. they want and still you know mm-hmm. i don't know i last year the the switch version of it uh supposedly accounted for 70 percent of uh their game revenue last year so uh well if grand enough. theft auto 5 hasn't uh proven anything or i mean grand theft auto 5 has proven that People will buy a game <laughs> multiple times, and and no matter how much time has passed, continue to stick money in. Dude. I mean, I've I've purchased <laughs> like I mean, not that I'm buying games on next gen stuff, but I've purchased I've double dipped on games for Xbox mm-hmm. and Switch just because like I want to play yeah. it, and then like six months later, they're like oh, it's coming to Switch. I'm like oh, well, I will probably actually. Beat I I am extremely targeted right now when you say that people are going to buy gta multiple times i have technically <laughs> bought that game twice i will probably buy it a third time um yeah because, I, I, don't yeah. let ed hear you say that i bought it twice too I hey, bought it, ed, I had it on hey, hey ed guess what i'm gonna buy a good game multiple times <laughs> i'm gonna play i'm gonna play a quality single player and a dynamic multiplayer multiple 
times, and I'll pay money multiple times for it. <laughs> you, now, really, now, you really want to get them, and I'll throw, and I'll throw a Resident Evil 4 disc in there. Quick, quick! <laughs> By the way, great. I've bought it four times over my life. I'm absolutely never buying it again. Uh, not that I like to throw shade at Ed when, when time calls for it or anything, but there was a Twitter thread I was attached to where a friend of show, MJ Kuhn, Look for her book coming in 2021. Uh, uh, she's, she finally sat down. She said, I'm going to beat Breath of the Wild. And uh, Ed tagged me in it. And he said, Corey's going to hate me, but I'm going to beat it this year too. And he and I was like, I, I said something real snarky to him. And he's like, but you haven't beat Okami. I'm like, don't you dare put Okami on the same level as Breath of the Wild. <laughs> uh-uh. it's, no. it's not even comparable. Ed... I love you, but I deleted Okami like a week ago. <laughs> I will not be participating in that book club. I'm sorry. Uh, I even tried. To, I even tried to cheat my way out of it by watching videos on YouTube about from the boss battles, and I couldn't even do that. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, Man, Corey. I'm so proud of you, though. That's something I would probably do. <laughs> Maybe not for that specific game, but uh, man. I'm sorry. The only thing holding me back is that it's like 30 or 40 hours and I just, like when we have one month to to do a game or whatever, and I this has just been the worst time for me to have to do a 30 hour game mm-hmm. when I've like had a, where I've been gone almost the whole entire month. <laughs> well, the thing, the thing, not to get too off topic, but the thing is yeah. too with, with book club, maybe like maybe we just do book club when we finish the game and not try to schedule them out every month. Uh, because that just did not work out in anybody's favor, <laughs> except yeah, for yeah. the people who have time to play games mm-hmm. <laughs> when they're not at work, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. anyways. It's, uh, yeah, that's that's just the, uh, that was like why I said like I'm, I don't know that I can really participate in, in it in general. I just can't. I can't guarantee anything. I'm almost. I'm almost thinking like maybe book club is. J- we save that as an idea for when you know later down the road when yeah. we actually have things established or like maybe we do it every two months or every six weeks or something. So, but yeah. Uh, anyways, just to get back to the the question. Uh, case by case basis i mean you see yeah. you see ea making uh confusing remarks about you know uh, what they call what do they call it player entitlements is what they're calling it and uh then you see what call of duty's doing uh, by pa- packaging the next gen version for an extra 10 or 20 dollars with their uh, call of duty yeah because well because microsoft said that they didn't want developers charging for upgrades so what they're doing is they're throwing them into like upgrade editions or game of the year editions if it's an older game and mm-hmm. I, then you got companies like cd project red who are nah we've sold like 35 million copies y'all can have the upgrade for free we don't yeah. really care yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah fantastic thank you uh you know, Infinity Ward, you, you could learn a thing or two. And Activision. Bobby Koenig, please yeah. put down yeah. $25 million well, dollar salary. And, well, uh, yeah, I think the thing, the thing to remember, though, is, uh, yeah, like with the Infinity Ward stuff and all that. Yeah, like it's you notice how it's these these uh, developers that are that are kind of beholden to a much bigger uh, 
you know, person that's above them that, that, you know, is most likely the ones making those kind of decisions and saying, Hey, you know, like you guys are going to be working. Uh, how, how do you expect us to pay you for your work then if you're not going to try to, you know, make us more money than we need on this here? You well, know, so I think, I think the, the thing that people don't know too, uh, well, most people don't really think about or know is, uh, CD Projekt owns, if not all of, most of good old games, and they make money from there, too. So, I mean, I think yeah. that that also allows them to have, you know, some sort of... It does, but I think when you're, fr- especially if you're active, if you're Activision or 2K, I, I do think it's, like, purely greed. Oh, yeah. Um, pricing your upgrade edition from, at 70 bucks when you're going to sell 20 million copies without even blinking. I mean, like, you look at NBA 2K, the the microtransactions alone in, in NBA 2K, Grand Theft Auto, and Red Dead. Mm-hmm. Like, you're telling me they can't afford to, like... I mean, dude, same with EA. I mean, Matt, Madden Ultimate Team makes them more... That and FIFA Ultimate make more than every other game combined. Yeah, I know. It's under, under their umbrella, which is crazy. And that's why I'm like, you know what? If you're already doing this, can you just give us a performance boost for Jedi Fallen Order? Yeah. Not that I'm going to go back and play Fallen Order again, but oh, I would. Really if they gave me a perf- if they gave me a performance boost and just like some, I bet some ray tracing on some of them jungle levels. Oh my lord! Like the mud sliding level, I bet the ray tracing would be amazing. Where you're just I, literally mud sliding mm, the whole level. Mm. I I would like it for that, and I'm actually really surprised they haven't announced. Um, an up-res for squadrons considering it comes out next or, month or battle or the like battle uh front or whatever even yeah like that, some of those kind of games two is one that i would love to see it on that's ironically that's the yeah. ea game i'd like to see it on the most but they have already confirmed they're done with support for that game mm-hmm. um that they're and i would that's something that would require effort so i don't expect to yeah. see it you think there's gonna be a battle uh, yeah. three no. No. Battlefront 2 finally got to the point of two years after launch, and then they meet support. Um, they've got stuff from all across the saga in there, though, so until there's something new going on that isn't Clone Wars related, I don't expect Where's to see Where's my it. Knights of the Old Republic room, remake rumor that was happening like a year ago? Tune into every single E3 predictions thing that Ray Apollo and I have done for six years now and <laughs> hear us be wrong every single year when we say Night Seal Republic 3. Don't, don't worry, next year when you don't make it, it'll happen. Uh, it was my prediction for Star Wars uh, Celebration for this year, frankly. Uh, oh. He made it for E3. I said it was going to be revealed at Celebration and obviously Celebration got cancelled and E3 basically didn't happen. So, yeah. so it was a draw. It was a draw this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that's fair. It's fair fair so uh yeah so that's gonna actually do it for this episode of arsenal x remember you can email the show arsenal x podcast at gmail.com to get your questions in uh yeah this was this was a good show i'm glad we got to talk about like actually talk about some new games that everybody's been playing because mm-hmm. uh we never really get to do that it's usually like the same five games we've all been playing and then we just <laughs> Most of the time, we just cut that segment <laughs> because everybody's tired of hearing about the same five games. Like, I'm sure people are so tired of me talking about Destiny and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah. To be fair, so I was like, I am coming in and I want to talk about 
the games I've been playing that I nobody else on my timeline has touched yet. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, like this is this was the show to do it, man. Uh, I'm actually excited to talk more about Avengers at some point later on this week. Uh, if I sit in on Crossroads or if I, you know, next Arsenal X or Boss Rush or whatever. Because um, I hear the story's quite good despite everything that's it's wrong great. with the game. It's a great, so, it's a, it's a great Avenger story with a lot of heart. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, thank you everybody for watching. Thank you for joining us in the chat on Twitch. Remember you can catch us live on Sunday nights on twitch.tv slash boss rush games live. Like I said, we're still working on this new look. Uh, it looks okay. It could probably improve. I'm sure. But yeah, <laughs> Josh, thank you for joining us tonight. Appreciate you. Thanks for yeah. having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, you are welcome anytime. I don't think we have to say that, but I still say it every yeah. time. So you're welcome <laughs> to sit in anytime you want to talk some Xbox. So it, it it will be increasing as we uh, as we head towards next gen. Yes, I'm looking yeah. very much forward to that. Well, I, have you have you? Uh, I've been asking everyone this. Have you seen the? Uh, the gameplay uh, reveal of of Medium running uh, I, on the Series X. I have, and okay. I just I, I think it's cool that it's uh, the side by side. Uh, I really like the concept of the uh, in the game. Yeah, mm -hmm. the the maw. Yeah, but I don't know how I feel about the game overall right now. I'm not a huge horror yeah. fan. Yeah, uh, so See, I, I will I, only I play that, that game but... if the lights are on and it's the middle of the day. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I do, I do want to play it. I get beginning of the generation is probably the easiest time. Beginning and the end are yeah. the easiest for me to jump into games because I wouldn't normally play. Yeah. Uh, so for the right price, that may that and Crossfire X may be my launch titles. I actually buy since Gears Tactics will be on Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't plan on buying anything else in November as of right now with the Halo delay and with Cyberpunk yeah. already ordered. So Assassin's I, Creed, I, you are probably never getting played. I still I still think that too that we're gonna get a flight simulator yeah. pretty close yeah. to, to real to launch. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be I simply didn't include flight sim because I'll play it for like three hours and be like, Cool, I saw my house and I saw Disney World, I'm yeah. done. <laughs> Major Nelson actually flew over the contemporary yeah. of the Magic Kingdom if you saw that it was pretty uh, I, I saw that. I'm like, you know what? I just I want to land uh, in the bus lanes with my little plane, <laughs> and, then, uh, and then I'm done. Yeah, maybe land on the street if it'll let me. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, we're gonna get out of here. I want to thank everybody so much for watching and or listening. Josh, where can we find you? Uh, as always, you can find me on the Tower Casuals every Thursday night here on Boss Rush Games, and you can find me on Twitter at, at Josh underscore Finn. That's Finn with two N's. And come see if Wasteland continues to crash on me and my inevitable raging about not having nearly enough Hawkeye content in the Avengers. <laughs> Jesse, where can we find you? You can find me almost everywhere. It's Phantom NXS. Uh, you can find me at HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on a plethora of content on Boss Rush Games, including Nintendo Power Block, which is live tomorrow night right here on this channel. Same time. Same place, same channel. That's twitch.tv slash Live. I want to thank everybody for joining us in the chat, for watching and listening. Remember to like, subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you consume our podcast. It really helps. And we're going to throw up the X. Because we are exiting 
out of this live show. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. I hate you. Bye. So much. <laughs>